0: Welcome to the LU Moment. Thanks for listening. I'm Shelley Vitanza, the Director of Public Affairs at Lamar University. Each week we showcase the great events, activities, programs, projects, and people at Lamar University. And despite dealing with devastation from yet another storm, Lamar University is thriving. Tuition, retention, and graduation rates are up, and we're going to talk about that next week. Very exciting numbers that I look forward to sharing with all of our listeners. But today, let's talk about the impact of these storms and how Lamar is recovering as an institution and even contributing to the long-term recovery effort of the entire community. Uh, first, you should know that Amelda did set some of our students back. Many of our students work and go to school. They're not traditional college students. Many have families they support, and college is secondary, so a storm like Harvey and like Imelda they, it impacts them even more. The loss of a car uh, can mean a delay in education or postponing their education by a semester or two. So sadly, uh, LU has become very astute at recovery, and when Amelda hit, the university immediately began contacting students individually to determine specific needs. Through the Cardinal Emergency Fund, we have distributed upwards of $700,000 for both Storms, Harvey and Amelda, providing everything from mental health
1: The the Glenn Glenn Beck Program on News Talk 560, KLVI.
0: Everything in between. Uh, For students living in flooded apartments and homes, we've offered them dorms on campus and a meal plan for the nominal fee of $30 a day. That includes both uh, food and living expenses. Many students accepted and are now in residence until they get back on their feet. Several of LU's buildings were damaged, and we have had a few students who've had to postpone and or drop out. Uh, of school. So the cost of Imelda while not completely tallied is upwards of 1.5 million dollars. Harvey was more in the four million dollar range in damages and lost tuition. So um, both storms have have impacted Lamar University and um, uh, we are part of the recovery effort not only at Lamar but Throughout the community and so um, I wanted to bring in faculty who have received funding to study resiliency and recovery for our entire area and talk to them and and as a sidebar I wanted to I wanted to mention too that we continue to operate the LU Strong Center funded with money received from the Department of Education and the Qatar Foundation and we have received more than a million dollars to assist students affected by Harvey so we're we're in deep we are in deep in this resiliency and recovery, and I have in studio Dr. Judy Mann and Dr. Henry Venta. Dr. Mann is the executive director of the Qatar Harvey LU Strong Center, and Dr. Venta is a management professor in the College of Business. So welcome. So glad to have you here.
1: It's nice to be here.
0: Yeah, uh, both of you are working on this resiliency and recovery, and um, I, I have a lot of questions because I am completely um, ignorant about what you're doing. But I but I know that it's exciting <laughs> and that you've you've kind of come together to do research collectively. So maybe talk about the project um, in 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 total.
2: Um, actually, we're working with quite a few people on campus. Uh, we are. I began working with a very diverse group of people, um, geology, social work, criminal justice, nursing, um, throughout campus on a uh, resiliency and recovery project. It was originally focused just on um, Hurricane Harvey, looking at uh, lessons learned, Got Preparation, it. what was done during the storm.
0: Um, what worked, know. what didn't, that it, kind of thing.
2: Exactly, exactly. And we learned that uh, the College of Business was doing very similar work, focused more on an economic, uh, small business, industry, transportation project. And we joined
0: forces uh, about six months ago.
2: Eight months ago, maybe?
0: Bringing in the two. <gasps> right. Uh, you know, kind of the, I guess, the social and um, cultural kind of aspect of it, and then the business aspect of it. Does that kind of summarize
1: it? That's exactly right. Uh, okay. The, the, we, we ended up knowing and realizing that there were going to be several groups that we were going to have to talk with. So why talk to, say, uh, uh, first responders, and only ask questions about one side of the of the of the saga. Why not ask questions about both sides?
3: Got uh, the it.
1: the research that we were working on, um, we're still working on, of course. But uh, before we joined the larger group, uh, is the one that I've talked with you before about a little bit with the. Uh, uh, a grant from the Department of Commerce through the Economic Develo- uh, Development Administration
0: yes.
2: that
1: uh, provided for a two-year grant uh, in the four hundred forty thousand dollars range to be able to evaluate the economic impact, impact, impact and recovery and recovery issues. Uh, and although, of course, it was motivated by Hurricane Harvey, it has uh, that. That's not really; it doesn't have that title. It just says Lamar University Economic Recovery and Resiliency Program. And so for any
0: disaster for any disaster. Exactly. And right. the idea
1: is can we can we develop general rules, both groups together, general mm-hmm. group, general rules of thumb, general methodologies that can be used by any community uh, with this disaster issues.
0: So uh, repeatable um, programs that can be implemented anywhere in the country. Right. Right. Okay. We
2: are we are interested in holistic catastrophe resilience throughout the community. And at,
0: you're covering the gamut from business to mental health. Absolutely! Right. Wow. So, what do you need? What do you need the community to do? I mean, this is a, is it a community wide? Are we just looking at Lamar? How, how, what's it what's is the next community?
2: Step? It is community wide. Our research has gone throughout the community throughout um, southeast
0: Texas. So, you're interviewing different folks, um, Dr. Vincent, You've mentioned first responders. Right. Absolutely. So
1: we've done a we've done uh, focus groups. Uh, that include a variety of our uh, governmental
2: agencies, um, mental health workers. Um,
0: uh, oh, everyone! Uh, in- interesting you know. findings. Anything that has been surprising, or anything that?
1: Well, we're still in the process, of of course, putting these things together. Discovery, uh, right? We also, just like these focus groups, we also done focus groups on small businesses. We also, right. We are now working to in, to interview uh, our large industry. It doesn't work. It's it's harder Mm -hmm. to put them together and focus so we're interviewing individual people, risk manager, management people in our large industries. So together we're trying to figure out what worked and what didn't work, and the great, I mean it's not a great thing that we had Imelda, but the great thing of having Imelda is that now we can broaden our questions and say, okay, what did you do at Harvey? And how did that affect your recovery from Imelda?
0: Right. Did right. you learn anything the first time exactly. that you did a little right. bit different exactly. the second time? And right, okay. Right.
2: We've looked at community health, we've looked at hospitals, you know, we, we've really had a lot of community support in the research that we've looked into.
0: Okay, and so long term, what do you mm-hmm. hope will be achieved by this project? What can we look forward to?
2: Currently, we are taking submissions for a summit that will take place on April seventeenth. So we are taking uh, proposals, su- um, submissions from Lamar University uh, faculty members, and from community agencies, from um, from you know researchers, from people Just- that are out in the field working that that have things that they can contribute to this discussion.
0: Got it. So they can come and present at the summit? Right. Correct. Absolutely. Okay, so people would present an idea or submit an idea. Correct. So you're looking for the entire community to uh, contribute.
1: Actually, the entire nation. The entire nation. We are are hoping that other communities that have had uh, these kinds of issues will also present. We're talking, for example, we have the EDA funded another project similar to ours in the Coastal Bend. Where remember yes. Harvey? Harvey yes. dropped a rain on us, right? But it came on board, right? In mm-hmm. the generally right. just north of Corpus Christi area, right? And so there's another one, another grant like ours that is at uh, Texas A&M Corpus, and we hope that those people will come and talk about what has worked in their area. We have some places, for example, you know how we always struggle here after the floods with what happens to these roads that flood,
0: right? Well, they have a demonstration
1: right. project. In Corpus, where they've taken a highway that every every time it rained, it flooded, and how they're using innovative engineering techniques to lift it,
3: ah. and
1: so maybe we can get eighty-seven not to flood all the time, yes. right? For example, <laughs> right, down at, right. down in Bolivar. Right. So, well,
0: I love the fact that these are these are we're problem we're problem solving for our community and the nation. I mean, right. these are these are things that could maybe come together and could be shared throughout the country, and it's happening right there at Lamar University. So,
1: we have a methodology that I don't even know you know very much about it, Judy, yet because it's still at the early stages. But well, we're trying to generalize what we're doing. Absolutely. It's, it's mm-hmm. called participatory analysis of risk management that we've adapted mm-hmm. from some work that was done early in the century in mm-hmm. Germany for another context. And we're modifying it and applying it because it has a variety of things uh, that, that can be done. That are applicable. With it. So we hope to have a general methodology to say there's a forest fire in California. Can, here, here's one way to go about, about doing, doing
0: this. About doing this. Fabulous. Right. Love it. Great information. Submissions by October 31st. Go to lamar.edu. Look for the information on the calendar. Thank you both so much for being here. Appreciate it. Good information. So uh, be it noted that students, undergraduate and graduate students, are pulled into this kind of research with Dr. Venta and Dr. Mann to provide experiential learning, which is a focus of Lamar University. The university strives to give students hands-on experience, so... That when they hit the working world, they are equipped with and valuable assets from day one of employment. Here to talk about a highly sought after experience, one that I would like to participate in, is Dr. Lillian Felipe, assistant professor of speech and hearing services from Brazil. Yes. Exactly. Been here two years. Yes. And so now <laughs> you're taking students to Brazil.
3: Yeah, that's what I'm doing now. Now I want that they see my country. That's well, wonderful. And yeah. what's
0: the value? What's the benefit of taking speech and hearing students to Brazil?
3: Actually, I don't see just a benefit for speech and hearing students, but for all the students, uh, as a very big experience to go abroad and uh, experience a new culture, see a new environment, landscape, meet different people from, uh, eat differently, to uh, see how people had a different lifestyle, that can be it means that nothing is wrong or right. Actually it's different. It's different. Yeah. We live in just in different ways and nobody's better than nobody actually. Acceptance. Acceptance happens. Exactly. So actually I had my first experience last year. I I took some students to Brazil, to Rio, and was so amazing experience for me. I saw that they grow so much as person, person. Really? Yeah. It was Unbelievable how they came, how they left here, and how they came back. Most of them didn't even leave uh, Texas in, in their lives. Never so, been out of the state. Yeah, even took an airplane. So it was like a real shock for them when they saw like how is the lifestyle, um, the cultural things. The food also was interesting how they, the classes that they had, that was the topic was about uh, geriatrics, how we deal with geriatric population, how we deal here, about medicine, how much uh, medicines a person takes per day, that here it's more cultural, that you can buy very easily in a supermarket in Brazil, you cannot you don't have access so easily You can't for go that. by Tylenol? Yeah, you cannot. Oh. Yeah, you cannot no. Actually, you can take some regular Maybe. medicine, but yeah. not so much as here. And it's part of culture. So they were learning, like, okay, here they don't use some medicine. And how impact this can be for my family or... Right. It, it was interesting. They made some friends in Brazil. They had still connections with them. Some of them are proud that they learned some Portuguese words. <laughs>
0: probably stay, and they probably have stayed in touch. so easy yeah, yeah, now exactly. to stay yeah, in yeah, touch with Facebook and, to, and everything. Right. And
3: WhatsApp. So uh, actually, it's a uh, app that they don't know here so much. That's WhatsApp, and they use uh, they a use lot in Brazil there. to talk about. So, so they all they download it, yeah, and they started. To Is this it. a
0: two week, a three week, a month? It's What's
3: ten the? days? Ten days. Yeah, it's a ten days, I think that's a, it's a good time to be kind of far away Immersed. and when you start to miss your family, you want to come back there, most young uh, students, so in the range of 20, 26 years old and it's, uh, it's not that's enough to immerse so much but it's enough to see and experience how different it is to be in another country, to live to, to be around people that don't speak your language specifically because in, in Brazil we don't speak so much English we don't have, like, a second language right. as English, so it's going to be a deal usually. Once a year? Once a year, no. Nowadays, now we are proposing this for two times per year, actually, during Great. the winter. And how do That's, they sign up? Uh, you just need to go to Lamar, study abroad, um, and then fill up your, the form, basically that. What about
0: staff? I, I think staff should be able to do that.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. And uh, sometimes I need help, so you can come. Very welcome. Thank you, <laughs> thank
0: you, Dr. Felipe. Appreciate the information. Thank you very much. And appreciate you listening to the LU Moment. I'm Shelley Vitanza, Director of uh, Public Affairs at Lamar University, the pride of South.